Hey, you guys, we have a special announcement for you guys. We actually have a coupon code. And you know, with Corona going on, it don't hurt to get some, some money off, okay? <laughs> yes, save, your you save your coins for a rainy day or for your bills. Yes. Um, but the Herbal Smokes Company, who was our crush of the week in a previous episode, has decided to give our listeners a special code for 20% off for an entire month. If you use the code trifling but true, you save 20% at checkout. So go ahead, shop you some herbs, get you some sea moss, okay? Get you some lube. She got some uh some herbal lube, okay? I know some of y'all out there a little dry. Uh, you might need it. You know, so go ahead, ch uh, check out their company, herbalsmokescompany.com, and use code trifling but true for 20% off. Tell them we sent you. Hey. Giving you a sugar photo tea. What's up, y'all? Welcome back to another episode of Trifling But True. 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 Hey, everybody. It is Lori. Hey, y'all. It's your girl, Jade. And it's your girl, Asia. And how are we feeling today? Feeling good. Feeling good, actually. There's a lot going on, but, you I was going to say, speaking of this morning, so me and Jade happened to be on the Hood Healers Live together. I only knew because <laughs> she commented. I'm like, here, go, Jade. I'm like, <laughs> I comment like, hey, Jade. <laughs> I stay commenting on shit. But we got some good horoscopes this morning. It started my day off good. Both Dang, Gemini did she and then? she we can't no, see the her, lies can't see her recording no more. Yeah. Did you I say anything about Virgo Yarn? She did. Yeah, yeah. What'd she say? <laughs> she what 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 did she say? Um, uh oh, our Mercury retrograde is over. Uh -huh. So now we can stop hating people and come out of hermit mode pretty much. Okay. She was saying it's okay. Come out of hermit mode. Oh yeah, mode. she did say Virgo, she can stop hating people. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. She did. Lord, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Clicked, yeah. That resonated. <laughs> Not for real when she said that. Okay. All right, all right. I was like, and she okay. said, and she said, and I actually screenshotted it because I was like, bitch, this is right on time. So she put out a tweet and it said, Virgos, a wild period of hating everyone slash everybody now ends. We're feeling more uplifted and optimistic about the future now that our ruling planet Mercury is out of retrograde. Forgive, forgive your retrosexual behavior and get ready to make a bunch of new networks, connections, and cash. Amen. Okay, that resonated. And I was yeah. like, oh, thank you, girl. <laughs> yeah, I know. She uh, got to Gemini. At first, like, some of them she was skipping over, and then she, like, went through them all over again mm -hmm. and then went into more detail. But when she first mentioned Gemini, she said, you need to go out and meet people. I'm like, okay. But then when she came back to it, it was basically like, you know, for both Gemini and Scorpio, it's like a perfect opportunity for love. Be open and receptive to it, to not only give, but to receive. Mm -hmm. And I was like, it's not the end to the fall from the sky. <laughs> oh, it's he for the fall from the sky. Amen. Because <laughs> Lord knows I have been single too long. Girl. I just want some male companionship. My dog ain't cutting it no more. <laughs> I can only <laughs> cuddle with her. She over there licking herself at the speed. I, <laughs> I can't. I want to be with a human, not an animal. Okay. <laughs> But yeah, she started, and then when she played Kirk Franklin, okay, do we want a revolution? Woo, woo, woo. Do we want a revolution? Woo, woo. Girl, I played yeah, that when I got started cleaning my house. I, I was like, okay, 
me up. First of all, I've been listening to gospel for the past two weeks. That's all I've been listening <laughs> Today to. Today was so the first day. Y'all, y'all will be so proud. I listened to gospel all morning. Oh, okay. I just turned on a play because I feel like that song just did something to my spirit. It does. And I got off of it.
for 14, 14, 14 days. days mandatory. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But how they going to reinforce that? That's what I was going to say. My best friend coming out here. Like, yeah, how they going? Maybe that's if you fly. It's easy because they can hand you paperwork in the airport and shit. But I feel like if you drive and you can't, you can't yeah. police that. It's like Scouts Honor type thing. Like, because <laughs> how you going to know? Not Scouts Honor. <laughs> True. And then, like, I don't want to be bogus to my best friend. Like, oh, yeah. Did you quarantine, girl? Because she ain't even going to be here for 14 days. Yeah. Yeah. Well, she's is California, do they have high cases in California? I know it's very high everywhere. Is it? Yeah. Arizona's wow. going up right now. And see, and they, they was the one that had the lowest when we first started. Because they was talking about Corona can't survive in the heat. <laughs> yes, she can. <laughs> They in the desert and Corona is going crazy. She is over there making babies, okay? <laughs> Talk about making babies. Corona she is reproducing, juniors. okay? She got hella uh, Corona juniors running around. <laughs> she sure do. Crazy. That's why I ain't really been going nowhere. Yeah. But outside to walk my dog into the grocery yeah. store when I need groceries. There's really no need to go nowhere. People no. need to stop being hot asses and sit down. Yeah, it's okay to be in the house, y'all. <laughs> for, it's just like. Noah's arguing a flood. Like right. we know they wanted to get off that boat so motherfucking bad. But unfortunately, the water was too high. Okay. <laughs> it's the same concept. It is still corona is still there. Yeah. Did y'all Just see that wait. there's hella floods on the East Coast? Where literally the water is so high that cars are like underneath on the streets. This is what the hood here predicted. She said it's gonna be floods, yeah. earthquakes. Volcano eruptions, all type of shit. Mother Earth is going crazy. There, I'm like, since when does the East Coast flood? Yep. Yeah, I never heard. It's normally the South. Mm-hmm. I'm like, God dang. She said, beware. We fuck around and get some tornadoes because that's, that's what we in the middle of the tornado area. We've um, a lot of rain. That's why I told, I told my babe, I was like, babe. I know we want to pay up rent early, but let's just keep that in that account. Let's stack it. Because you, never, it, know you, you never know. It. Not even that. It's just that shit. Something might, God forbid, anything happens to these buildings. But if something happened and they like, well, y'all can't be in this building no more. You gotta guess. Y'all ain't gonna have my money, too. Yeah. Like, you know? Yeah. So that's why I'm just like, yeah, you gotta be prepared. This 2020 has taught me, if anything, that you can't control anything. But yourself. Exactly, but yourself. The only thing that you could control is yourself. And the fact that like anything could happen, whether you're rich, poor, this or that, mm-hmm. ain't nobody safe. So get right with yourself and get right with spirit. Okay. Amen. Yeah. Get right to whatever God you believe in and ask them for protection right now because this guy was already on the process. Yeah. If we had just found God in 2020, who'd they be? Stress <laughs> would have been. I don't know if I would have made it. <laughs> I don't know if I would have still been. Take me now. Like, now. Take me now. That's Take why I was like, everything that. happened for a reason. God uh-huh. shook up our lives at the right time mm-hmm. because right now we are closer to the Him than ever. Yeah. That's well, what I, he I'm going to stop saying Him. I'm going to just stay. I'm learning that too. I'm going to yeah. start saying <laughs> we are closer to God to than God. ever. I know that watching that video made me think, I'm going to stop calling him a him. Calling yeah. God a him because mm. it ain't a him. God don't have a gender, but that's yeah. the whole other yeah. yeah, that's the mm. God is God, mm-hmm. okay? But yeah, overall, we doing well. <laughs> Girl. <laughs> Y'all know my dog knows. She knows. He. She's doing a good job being quiet. Though, she so she is. Yeah. She's all in the business. So she's like, what? <laughs> yeah, you're right, God. is. <laughs> she be she I don't know she be seeing spirits and shit she be running from something that don't be in here I don't know y'all yeah. I swear I thought I had a ghost 
Uh-oh. I, I swear I thought I had a ghost because I used to always feel like in my house, like I always feel like something was touching me. And, you know, I, I researched and I looked it up like they saying, like, it depends on how you feeling, whether if it's a ghost, an unwanted spirit or just a friendly spirit that wants to get your attention. <clears throat> and they were saying, like, with a ghost or the the spirits that don't really, you know, go to where they're supposed to go, they are always going to make you feel uncomfortable and very, like, when you are feeling like something is touching you and you feel very uncomfortable and violated, it's probably either a ghost or a very, very unwanted spirit. And ghosts are very hard to get rid of. You actually have to get some, maybe, it, it, it depends on how spirit, how um, strong the spirit is, but um, you may need professional help <laughs> to get it out. But that's why I thought I had a ghost because I used to always feel like something was touching me. And then like mm-hmm. the spider thing, I was just like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> and I just would say, like, God, if it, I mean, I, I just clean, I cleansed my house with the sage. And I was mm-hmm. like, if no spirits are welcome here. And if it is a friendly spirit trying to get my attention, I mean, you do it in a different way. <laughs> you ain't got to touch me. Right. <laughs> do it. Come in a way where I know it's you. You know, it's weird. Speaking of touching, I always would have this weird, and it, it hasn't been happening lately, but it feels like a little feather kind of brushing Same. against my leg. Like I just have it feels one. like like it happens randomly, like on my legs or on my arms, and I'd be like yeah. thinking something, and like a hair or something is on me, and I look, I'm like, well, there's nothing there, but why did I just I feel like something kind of just lightly brushed against me? And I'm like, what the fuck? And then yesterday after my nap, I had sleep paralysis. I'm like, what the fuck? Girl, yeah. I didn't even know I was paralyzed because I was just trying to wake up. And you know how you lay there with your eyes open sometimes, but you don't move. Mm-hmm. So that's what I was doing. But I had fell asleep with my computer open, so the screen was black and it was facing like my legs, so I could see my legs in the reflection. So in my mind, I'm thinking I'm getting up, like I'm moving my arms. So it, in moving. my head, I'm thinking I'm doing that. But I saw in the reflection that I was still laying perfectly still. And then that's when it dawned on me, like, you're not moving. You think you are, but you're not. And then I tried to lift my arm again, and I saw my arm was not moving, and I started to panic. I was like, oh, fuck, here we go. And I just told myself, calm down, take a deep breath. And then once I told myself to calm down and breathe, it went away. So I'm like, okay, just tell yourself to calm down, and you're good. But once you realize it, it feels like your chest is about to cave in. Yeah. Like, you can't breathe. I'm like, oh, fuck, here we go. (laughs) Oh, fuck, here we go. (laughs) No. Sleep paralysis is a little scary if you don't know what it is and how to handle it. So. See, I've never had sleep paralysis. I hope I don't ever have it. I have. It's not fun. And yeah. it's, it's, your heart about to drop. It's all of that. Mm-hmm. But one crazy thing, y'all, and I just thought about this. Today, I found a feather in the middle of my living room. Mm. In the middle of my fucking living room. I'm like, who dragged this in? Who I was dragged, yell at, uh, either Zach or uh, Chanel. But I'm like, how the fuck could... Because I clean up. Like, I know what I live, uh, bring in my house or what I leave in my house. I'm like, did I bring this in? I never pick up the feathers when I find them. But it was a white oh. feather about this big in the middle of my living room. Yeah, you know what that is. Yeah. But change yeah. mm-hmm. It's so been hella feathers outside. Here. I don't know if people are paying attention to that. Yeah. They're like, there's been piles of them too. I'm like, why mm-hmm. is there so many? Like, it went from being no feathers at all to just everywhere. a shitload of feathers everywhere. Mm-hmm. And then I actually found a black one when I was walking in through the back door. I found a little black one when I was about to step up on the curb. Mm-hmm. I saw it. And I was like, I haven't seen a black feather in a long time. And I know that's a protection feather. So I'm like... God protected me and my angels protected me because <laughs> I need it. I'm going through it right now and I'm just trying to remain positive, but I feel like they're fighting off everything that's trying to stop me from getting my mm, blessings. Yeah. So, keeping it away. It's a lot going on, y'all. It is. 
I need to sage my house, On that note, do y'all want to go ahead and get into the crush? Yes. So let's get into our crush. So my crush for this week is uh, Aaron Janice. Um, Aaron used to go to NIU, and she actually moved to LA. She's a makeup artist, a freelance makeup artist. Okay. Um, so she did makeup for, do y'all remember Rosa Costa? I don't know if she's like a TV actress. Maybe. Sounds familiar. Yeah. She she did um uh makeup for her and then she also did makeup for Wheezy off of Corporal, Corporal Decisions. Decisions. Yeah. So she's been doing a lot. Um and she does a lot of stuff. She does fashion too. Um, and she has a blog and everything, but she's just more of a makeup artist than anything. And mm-hmm. she's the sweetest person ever. So y'all should follow her on Instagram at Aaron Janice. And then of course, you know, all her information will be in the description, <laughs> in the description box and yes. on Instagram, all that. But yeah. And her business page is at Beats by E. Oh, I don't follow her business page. Let me follow her business. Yeah. I follow her, but not her business page. She's super cute. And her makeup is like Bum. Yeah, her makeup is like mostly natural looking makeup. But it's perfect. It's like you, but it's, it's not like, too much. Yeah. Yeah. That like that's really cute. Yeah. I don't know what this was for, but it's super cute. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. I'm so here for the talented makeup artist. Yeah. And she don't make everybody look the same either. Yeah. Yeah. She's does a really good job. She's you so gotta cute. mold the makeup to the person's face. Okay. Yeah. We all ain't meant to look the same. We ain't, we ain't all got the same features. We okay. all don't need a cut crease. Okay. And, right. I was gonna say not everybody <laughs> wanna look like they a celebrity. Okay. With all that glitter and cut right. crease, and thick ass lashes that can't even close their eyes. Talk about thick ass lashes. Lashes do be thick as hell. Thick as fuck. I'm yeah. so into natural beats now. It don't make no sense. Like me I too. just want the less. I feel so pretty with even less makeup than yeah, I ever. Yeah. Me too. I, it's so weird. Like I, all that makeup over there collecting dust, it don't get touched often same, at all. Same, same. Oh my gosh, same. I mean, the only thing I wish I had was lashes. It's the only thing I want. Yeah. Yeah, I can. Sometimes but I don't want lashes because they. I can't work out in them, and I can't sleep in them. So all the extensions. Oh yeah, yeah. those would be annoying. Yeah. Trying to wash my face. Got but lashes. But I do want my lashes to grow real long, and um, they were saying like I could. Like put some castor oil on a brush and brush my lashes and you make them grow. Don't get it. Don't get it in your eye. I, that's why I'm not doing it. That's why <laughs> I'm, I'm not doing it. Cause I don't know how to do it. Right. I was like, that's thick. It's gonna be leaking in my eyes and stuff. Girl, y'all act like, like no, no. I was like, I don't know. But me not putting on lashes and makeup, my when I do put on mascara, I don't know if it's just because I'm not used to seeing so my lashes, but they be looking long, longer yeah. than what they was. <laughs> 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 yeah. All right. Well, let's go ahead and get into this topic. Mm-hmm. So we're going to talk about oppression in the workplace because let's talk about it. I Are mean, we on this wave? We oh. might as well. <laughs> yeah. um, I know we have touched on you know life in corporate being a black woman uh, in, in past episodes, but it's so relevant to today's conversation. Mm-hmm. Just considering a lot of these corporations are just putting out statements that they're in support of black lives, but they're not doing anything about it in their companies. Mm, There's no yeah. black people in management in, in, in any executive position. Black mm-hmm. people are less likely to get raises. Mm-hmm. Hell, less likely to even get hired. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, I, we, we really want to touch on this topic. And Jada and Laura, you guys have personal experiences. You guys are in the corporate world. I'm in the medical world, but it's a little different considering I'm in the school system now. So you guys can t- touch on that a little bit more since you guys are still working in your corporate jobs and 
kind of how you guys are trying to contribute to making change within your own corporations because I think that's yeah. important too. So mm-hmm. one thing that I did find interesting is that the, a lot of these corporate, some of these corporations are being very um, upfront and just trying to get out, get ahead of it before it gets worse. So I think they are reaching out to a lot of the black people and the diverse groups within their company to see or to make sure in their mind that they are not one of the culprits that are oppressing people within their That's going to get called out. <laughs> right. That's going to get called out. Yeah. So, I mean, I do commend um, my company for doing that. And I do like that they are actually... Um, trying to bring us together, which brings more issues to talk about within itself. But (laughs) the fact that they are trying to get us together, come up with as a collective of things that we want to see happen within a company, because they do notice that there is a problem with the diverse, the diversity within management and leadership when it comes to being African-American or even a a colored for that, for that um, whole purpose um do i think that they are being genuine Mm. i'm still up in the air about that because i haven't seen any action it's mostly them just saying like we want to hear from you not necessarily saying let we want to do something about it and that makes all of the world difference in my eyes yeah i mean i i agree i feel like like this is what we've wanted. We've wanted companies to stand out and stuff like it's kind of like if you don't say nothing, you're just as bad as if you just put out like a fake remark, which is yeah. fucked up either way. But it's 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 better that you take a stand on something than to just not say anything at all. Right. Um. But yeah, you were right. Like my company has reached out to the black people <laughs> um, <laughs> to talk about like what issues are going on and, and how they can improve, you know, diversity and leadership and things like that. And it's like, one, it just pisses me off because like, why not? Black, yeah. Like black people being black has not, we didn't just start being black in 2020. Okay, <laughs> like, <laughs> like we've been black since the beginning of time. Like y'all actually are black. Anyways, that's a whole other topic. Um, but it just pisses me off because it's like, okay, now, y'all, now that everything is coming out and people are protesting across the world, now we got to talk about how y'all can do better. And it's like, that's where it, it's, there's, there's like that fine line between are you being genuine and are you just putting out shit just to put out shit. But I have had conversations in my job about how we can improve leadership um, as far as like making, even though our company is pretty diverse, it's that representation of there's nobody in leadership who looks like me. Um, so I don't know. I've been working behind the scenes, but at the end of the day, and I told my VP this, like we can have these conversations between us and, you know, you guys talk to all the black people in the company, but if we all leave tomorrow, y'all are still going to be in the same position. So you need to be having these conversations with your manager. You need to be having the conversation with the CEO. Like mm-hmm. you, y'all, change has to come from top to bottom, not bottom to top. So yeah. And yeah, you got a good point there. Yeah, you definitely have a good point. Um, yeah, and you guys have already answered my question. I was going to ask, do you really think that your higher ups are actually going to do something? Because, say, Hell like no. you said, saying we want to hear from you. Okay, so what happens when we give you our ideas? Yeah, like, are you actually going to implement them? Are we going to have an open discussion about the, the what what we have presented? Like, 
you know, how is that going to play out? That's yes. why I'm like putting out a statement and just saying we want to hear from you. That's 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 nothing. Yeah. yeah. And I, don't, we don't really care for that. We want to see actual change in action. We okay. are happy that you guys are actually, in fact, acknowledging that there is a problem because mm-hmm. there is a problem. However, if you just going to give us a pacifier and just be like, you know, talk to us about it and then we talk to you about it and we tell you the issues and what we need done and you don't do anything about it or you do one thing out of the 10 things we ask, that's still a slap on the face. Slap in the face or a slap on the wrist. Like, it's just like, why even bother? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I um I actually asked my VP that too. Like, so are you having these conversations or what are we doing here? Because... <laughs> <laughs> And he, he said, um, he said that, and he was honest. He was like, you know, I'm having these conversations with my manager, but I I honestly don't know what's happening from there. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, great transparency, but looks like you need to ask those questions too, buddy. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Sounds Sounds like like you got homework. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And then it's so crazy because I heard somebody say like, oh, it's so hard to be a white person right now because you can't get, yeah, because you can't uh, say anything or like any little thing you do could be recorded. I'm like, bitch, what the fuck? (laughs) How about being black all your fucking life? Hello. Let me tell you what's really hard. Okay, I don't feel sorry for white people for being no, called don't. out. I don't feel nope. sorry for white people for getting for feeling uncomfortable for feeling nope. uncomfortable with nope. these uncomfortable <laughs> real ass conversations. Nope. Like nope. it's always been black people. We just gotta like tiptoe, tip-toe or keep yeah. it to ourselves. Well, you just don't question it, yeah. and now we're questioning it, questioning things that we need things done or things to be different, or we don't have to work with for you all anymore. Like companies need to understand that. We are the asset. Like, we are the asset. We bring the value to the company. You would not be in your leadership position if it wasn't for people actually on the bottom doing the work. Exactly. Like, so treat us like we are freaking people. And black people. We are humans. We are not fucking dogs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, Because all of us in that call center, we need some more money. Let's right, start there. Right. We dealing with y'all little raggedy ass customers that y'all let get away with anything. We need some fuck mo- some more motherfucking money <laughs> as black people. I don't give a fuck what y'all do with the white people. We want some more money. Yeah, yeah, and like something I think one I forgot one of y'all brought it just brought it up, but about like what is the level of commitment that these companies mm-hmm. are trying to do in terms of like diversity? Like you can't. It's not enough to just post it on LinkedIn, no, or to have these discussions, but like. Let that money talk. Like, what mm-hmm. what programs are you going to put into place? How many people of um, diversity are you going to put into leadership or promote or give them training opportunities or let them, well, I was going to say let them go to different parts of the country, but can't do that because Corona. But, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> like we need, it's time to, like, hold yourselves accountable and actually implement instead of just talking about it. Yeah, because I honestly want to ask my, well, she just stepped down or stepped up into the board to become a board member. But I honestly want to just ask somebody higher up in the company, like, why is there only 10 black people in a global company? Mm, It's 10 of us. Mm. Guess what most of us work? Fucking finance. Mm. Majority of us work in finance. 
the balancing dealing on the on the back end of the spectrum we're not facing the customers as much but the majority work of us work in finance and i don't understand why there there were no executive leaders that were african-american or even barely women or um of color of for that matter and you promoting a black person or SVP to ELT just based off of this situation is kind of like bullshit to me. Like, did he really earn that spot? Or is are you just doing that because you don't have any black people on your board and you just need that one black person? We tired of being a token person. Yes. Right. And on top of that, they're picking certain type of black people. They're picking the black people they think are safe, are safe mm, to talk mm -hmm. to, are that aren't going to make them uncomfortable, that aren't going to ask these questions. Yeah. I have one of those in my job, too. I, I was going to say, did you want to talk about him? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. We're going to talk about him. What can I call him? Hold on. Um, hold that thought real quick. We're going to come back to him. Oh, okay. Okay, Jay, go ahead, test. <laughs> yeah, so basically at my job, um, my VP decided to reach out to me randomly after I made a comment on another call that we had about diversity. And so on the call that he reached out to me about, there, um, there was me, who's obviously Black, um, <laughs> <laughs> and then there's three other Black younger men and then there was an older black man on the call mind you my vp is white he's like from england or some shit um and he's new to the company so he basically had this call to uh talk about what issues there are in leadership and like see if, if we have any ideas on how to make it better blah 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 so we're having a conversation and everybody's speaking their mind and so um uncle ben who is the, the older <laughs> black man who's a manager he's like the only one in a leadership position so uncle ben decides to say on the call with the vp that there's no such thing as systemic oppression Ooh, child and so mad all over. i am <laughs> just blew the fuck out of me so he says there's no such thing as a systemic oppression and, um, you know, it's all about hard work and finding the right opportunities and uh, performing. And if you think if you find that you're performing and you're not getting valued for it and that your colleague is performing and you have evidence of that, then you need to go to a different company. And so me and my other coworker was we were literally shaking our heads like this was via Zoom or whatever. We were shaking our heads. And so he proceeds to say, uh, I see y'all shaking your head. I see y'all shaking your head. And then tries to back up his claim, which was not valid. So me and my coworker are like, like, that doesn't even make any sense because if you're if if I'm experiencing racism at this company, does that mean I just go to a new company? Does that mean I just say forget it and just like leave? Mm -hmm. And um so basically from there, we were saying, you know, at what point do we hold these companies account accountable? At what point do black people have to stop running from stuff all the time? Why do we have to be the ones to, to try to find opportunity? Why can't opportunity just be given to us like it's given to white people? Mm -hmm. So I don't know. The whole conversation was just like, he just blew the fuck out of me because why would you say that on a yeah. call with the VP who was white? Where you have the opportunity to speak the, the truth. Like, why are you on the call, bro? Why right. are you on a call about diversity and its issues or lack thereof diversity and you saying there's no such thing as systemic uh, oppression? You and know, I think though, you go ahead. Uh, I was going to touch on the fact when he said that it's all about hard work and just, you know, just working really hard at it. But that's the problem. 
black people have had to work twice as hard, twice as hard. compared to our white counterpart. That's that's systemic oppression. Right. We then. shouldn't. It should be equal. Like you said, opportunity should just be given equally. It shouldn't mm-hmm. have to be the white person gets it handed to them and then a black person has to work and break their back to get the same shit. That's the problem. So it was kind of like he was being a hypocrite to and not know, even and no even sense. then like. Let, who who was gonna assume that these white people in leadership have worked hard anyway? Okay. They probably just got it because it's daddy's money. Thank you. <laughs> like, or they know somebody who knows somebody. Yeah. I don't so, understand how you could come into a company just based off of your homie. Uh, y'all was frat brothers in college, <laughs> where y'all did a whole bunch of dumbass, probably racist ass shit. But you coming in as a VP. Yeah. And and got no experience. Well, your experiences is in like fucking retail or some shit. Yeah. And that don't make sense. It's like you have not worked hard at all, and it's it's just messed up. So he later proceeded to tell me that he wants to be my mentor, and I was like. <laughs> No motherfucking thank you. No thank you. <laughs> yeah, the nigga. conversation it got it got it got crazy. And luckily, my VP at at one point stepped in, and he even acknowledged on the call that there was systemic oppression and or systemic racism. He literally said that verbatim. Mm-hmm. Um, because I asked him, I'm like, you know what? Like, why why is there no no diversity in our leadership? And he was like, well, systemic racism. Well, now that you know, what are you gonna do about it? Like, <laughs> right? And I think that my company only put this one guy in the ex- ex- executive team leadership board panel, but so people don't ask that question: mm-hmm. Where's your diversity? Oh, well, we got one black man. Right? <laughs> right. Do you see like, him? <laughs> I'm like, no. Diversity is a black man, a black woman, a Hispanic woman, a black, Hispanic a Hispanic man. male, Indian, yeah, all that shit. Adam, and that's diversity. We want to see a colorful group of motherfuckers. Yeah, we don't yeah. want to see just the border whites and then that one and black one token. Oh, yeah, we don't want to. Or that one Asian, or that one Indian. And, or, it ain't enough. And it's even not. like backgrounds, like if like my company is a it's a consulting company, but it's mostly like engineers in the company. So like even the board should not have all engineers because without engin- you need marketing, you need mm-hmm. finance, like you need people with different backgrounds and skill sets because other systemic racism and oppression. Like you can't just have one of everything or one of one one of one thing. Mm-hmm. That's just not how the world works. Yes. And then another thing we can't as black people fix the problem without the white counterparts. Like, we can't fix the problem. Y'all have the problem. So y'all have to fix the problem in order for it to go away. And that's all we want. And we're not going for this little okey-doke shit no more. Like, y'all not finna... We ain't forgetting about that shit. If you can't answer our questions or if you can't honor the fact that there is an issue and y'all need to do something about it and y'all actually do something about it, then this ain't the place for me. Yeah, because all these, all honestly, this shit should, it's not rocket science. It's not. not. And it should not take years for you to have somebody on leadership who is diverse. It shouldn't. It really shouldn't. And then now every black, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, but you have to think of their history. So I looked at the KKK um, history, where they came from. They were Scottish that came over and bullied their way over here and pretty much bullied everybody who tried to enter it. And then they helped out with the whole civil rights thing and they pretty much took over that issue. Now, you have to think about like white people for years. We have been slaves longer than we have been free. So for years, they have looked at us as less than. Like even some portions of the 
Bible kind of put black people as less than or as a, a less than race or whatever. And that's simply not the case. Like people are becoming more woke and to know that, you know, you're, you, that first that you can't have us as slaves. I'm like, okay, we're going to get you in another way. We're going to make you a uh, Jim Crow. You, you can't do that no more. You can't separate us no more. Oh, okay. Well, we gonna redline you. You can't uh, live in the same place as us. Like it's con- it's a it's, it's constant thing after thing after thing. And right now, it's police brutality and oppression in the workplace. Like regardless, if we was on the same level today, we would never be able to live to see to catch up to where the white people are right now. And the fact that the people who think that there is no problem are black and white, yeah. That's the problem within itself. Yeah. When Buddy said there's no such thing as systemic uh, racism, I'm like, he don't talk for us. We don't know who yeah. the man's that is. Some people right. just don't know what freedom is. <laughs> Some people think that they got it too good. Like, the white man love me. He take care mm-hmm. of me or whatever. I don't know what you talk about. I don't experience that. I mean, no. Yeah. Girl, he told me a lot of a lot more stuff, too. I don't know if I told y'all, but it's I could say it offline. But he okay. he, he, he is far removed and I think he got mm. to that position because he was the token they was like oh you know he, he'll he do the job like that's mm. who we need we don't want somebody who's gonna speak up about stuff like mm-hmm. this we want somebody who's gonna take they what we give them safe black yeah people. take what we give them and then throw them to the side and so like I don't know I'm just I just need my white people to like step up and like genuinely step up like and have, you gotta have empathy. the fact of the years and years of systematic abuse that you have encountered, like that you have done that. I mean, I understand like you come from this thing where like, okay, I understand like if generations on top of generations think that black people are less than as a white person. And as of in one year, you learn that that is not the case or whatever. You realize like, Oh my gosh, all that shit that they were doing, all my heroes was doing was wrong. All that shit was wrong. That's a hard pill to swallow, and I get it. But people gotta swallow it, and we are, and we hear that, and you gotta you gotta take it as it is. This is the new world. We're not gonna let this happen no more. And I sometimes and I saw my boyfriend the other day. I'm like, damn, now they need to bring the riots back out because these companies think it's sweet now. Like they think that. Oh well, that was last week's problem. Like we ain't gotta mm-hmm. talk about that no more. Yeah, like nah. no, we finna talk about this shit. Y'all ain't fix shit. Y'all ain't fix shit. Conversation is not over. Yeah, I did kind of want to switch gears a little bit because I could speak on this from the medical standpoint. Oh my gosh, um, yeah, that's a big one. Because I have even told you guys, I feel like my last job I only got because I was black, and the lady that was hiring me was black. Mm-hmm. So. And it's crazy to me because I had to do two interviews that day. I was nervous as shit. This is, I'm fresh out of school. <laughs> this is my first nursing interview. Honestly, the only place that had ever called me back, I had applied to, I think, like 25 different hospitals. Only got one phone call back. Mm-hmm. And I had to interview with the nurse recruiter first, who was an older white woman. The only thing that calmed me down in that interview was the fact that when she opened up my binder, she saw that I had a Northern Illinois University nursing degree. She instantly was like, oh, you're a Northern nurse. Okay, that's a really good school. Like, she was so shocked that a black woman graduated from NIU. What the fuck? So I'm like, okay. And then, you know, she continued to, um, like, you know, give me, I guess, a compliment on the references that were written for me and how good they were. And she was like, you know, I never really seen anyone talk about someone in the way they talked about you. And I'm like, are you really shocked that a black woman could be be admired that way? And mind you, these are white women that wrote my references. Mm-hmm. So 
after that, I'm like, okay, maybe she likes me. Okay, I think. And then, so I had to wait for the manager to come down to interview me, you know, to work on the unit. She, and when she walked through the door, I didn't even know it was her. Then she's like, okay. And then she walked up to me and introduced herself. And I'm like, she's black. Oh my. Okay. So yeah, in my head, I'm like, okay, you can actually relax and kind of be yourself in this interview. And it wasn't even really an interview. It was kind of like, she was just talking to me. And at the end of it, she was just like, you know, I see a lot of myself in you. And I'm like, okay, I think that's a good thing, I think. And then she goes on to tell me, like, you know, whether you get this job or not, I don't want you to give up. Like, keep going after what you want. Because it is like this stigma that when you, new grads aren't really allowed to go into specialties. Mm-hmm. So it's almost like you got to work your way up in the nursing field. Mm-hmm. Like, it's never like you can just get right in. And so we had that conversation. She's like, you know, if this is what you really want to do, if you really want to do labor and delivery, don't give up. She's like, don't buy into that bullshit of you got to work on this unit first before you can work your way into this. So I'm like, okay, cool. Get the call a few days later, I got the job. And I was like, holy shit, like she really was fucking with me. But it clicked that like, if she wasn't black and if it wasn't for the name stamped on your degree, you wouldn't have got that job. So I'm like, holy shit. Then I get on the unit and... Um, I noticed that it was only a handful of black nurses and we have a pretty big team. We have a night shift and a day shift. I think each team has like 20 nurses on it. So out of all of those nurses, I think it was maybe five of us that was black mm. and I was the youngest that was black. <clears throat> I'm the newbie right. fresh out of school. Don't know shit. Can barely <laughs> fucking hang IV tubing. Okay. <laughs> and I remember, and I was trained by two white women. Mm. One was older. One was younger. They were both really cool. Um, no issues with them, but I did notice that once I was off orientation, my assignments were getting harder and harder and harder. And I'm like, y'all know I'm new. I don't know a lot. Why are y'all giving me these complicated ass patients? Mm -hmm. And one of the older black nurses pulled me aside and she said, I want to tell you something. She's like, I know you're getting hard assignments and I'm not doing it to pick on you. Mm -hmm. She's like, I'm doing it because no one else is going to teach you. Mm -hmm. And she's like, I would rather take the wheel and show you the ropes because I know these other nurses aren't going to take the time to actually show you anything. No. And when she said that, I was like, damn, this shit happens in the fucking medical field too. Like this is everywhere. Yeah. Like it's not just in your corporate business. It's in mm-hmm. the nursing world too. And I remember we had got fast forward like a year and a half, almost two years later, we get a new black girl, African girl to real dark skin. So I'm like, okay, she black, black. Okay. They, <laughs> people really going to be looking at her me. crazy. Cause I'm like, I'm black, but I'm, not not fair skin, but I'm more like caramel color. So I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, when they see dark skinned black women, it's a whole different ball game. Yes. You're looked at totally different. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, let me be her friend because mm-hmm. I know people are going to be trying to pick on her. Yeah. Sure enough, I'm hearing all this side conversation about how she's not doing that well. And mind you, she's a new grad too. She just so, started. So here's another <laughs> black woman that my manager gave a, gave an opportunity to because she knows how hard it is to get in, to get your foot in the door. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, let me be this girl's friend. Let me help her when I can. And here inside talk about how um, bad she's doing and they're afraid she's going to hurt somebody. And But nobody was talking like this when I was new. Mm-hmm. Fresh out the fucking gate, don't know shit. And everybody was like trying to help me. Mm-hmm. But here she is. She's way darker than I am. Mm-hmm. And y'all are talking shit about her behind her back. No one's telling this shit to her face. If you have an issue with how she's handling a patient, you pull her to the side and tell her why what she's doing wrong. You don't talk about her behind her back. 
And she kept getting reported to the manager Ugh. about how she may need to be have more time on orientation and all this shit. And I was just like, oh, no, we're not going to do this. Yeah. So when I was put into the charge nurse position, which I was shocked about that shit, too. I, when I was in charge with her on nights, I would take my time with her and show her things. And she felt comfortable coming to me to ask me for help. A lot of people did because I'm not going to judge you. I was new once and I didn't know shit either. I was in your shoes just a year and a half ago. And here I am being trained to be a charge nurse. I get it. Mm -hmm. It's difficult. But I had to step in and like teach her things and show her the ropes and tell her like, ignore those motherfuckers. They're going to keep talking shit about you. Just ignore it. Like you're doing a great job. No one's going to know anything in the first year of being a labor and delivery nurse. There's so much shit that can happen and that you need to know that it takes years to learn that shit. Mm-hmm. I quit at, at my third year mark and still didn't know a lot. Mm-hmm. So I just, I felt really bad for her because I'm like, damn, no one treated me like that. But here she comes, another black girl, and they're bullying her. That's so sad. And it's these it older, cranky-ass white women that I used to want to curse out every time I fucking came in <laughs> on my shift. It was one little bitch who used to roll in with her little, <laughs> little and her bitch. hair was all over her head. She never oh, with that, that uh, with that book bag. Always would have her little rolly book bag. Never <laughs> said good morning. That's another thing too. I want to I want to touch on real quick is how many doctors would skip over the black workers and go say hello and good morning to the white ones. Mm. There were so many doctors who you know who the fuck I am. You see me every shift. We work together. There's only so many of y'all. We know each other. You know my name, but you don't you don't address me by name. You don't really say hi. Mm. You don't ever ask me, do I want a coffee from downstairs? But you are over the moon when you see your white with, with, with your white counterparts. Mm-hmm. Like that shit was frustrating to me too. And even the black doctors were mean as fuck. Mm. That's a good point. Because I feel like too, aside from race and aside from gender, like a lot of people have like a classism, like discrimination. So they think because they're in a superior position that the people below them are meaningless. Yeah. Yeah, Or they're not bringing value. And that's the complete opposite. Um, And I've experienced that a lot too, where I've experienced a lot. And when I look in the moment, it doesn't really seem at like it doesn't impact me as much but afterwards when you look back you're like that motherfucker Mm -hmm. yeah yeah (laughs) i can't tell you how many doctors and excuse me oh i'm my bag excuse me (laughs) but there was one doctor who there was a few of them that was batshit crazy and i used to be like how are you this this woman's patient Mm -hmm. she is crazy Mm -hmm. but to see a black doctor be so mean and disrespectful to a black nurse. I was just appalled. Like, because you you think you're the doctor and you know everything that we don't matter, your patient would be dead if I wasn't here right now. Mm-hmm. You're sitting at home sleep while I'm over here rubbing her back while she in labor, mm-hmm. monitoring this baby, make sure this baby stays alive, while you laying and getting your fucking good, good night's rest. Mm-hmm. And you mad because I got to wake you up? Who told you to be a doctor? Why, why are you an OBGYN if you don't want to wake up at 3 a.m. to come deliver a baby? Right. Do your what, job. what are you mad for? <laughs> Do your job. Yeah. I used to, oof, child, some of them, I used to, there was a few I used to get into it with. Like, I was going to say, they deserve you it. Ain't yeah. gonna, you ain't going to do that tonight. Like, <laughs> Not in this profession. And right. I used to stick up for a lot of my younger nurses because it's like that, you know, a lot mm-hmm. of nurses eat their young type thing. Doctors eat their young too. Mm-hmm. And I don't like that. You were in my shoes at one point as well. Yeah. So stop acting like you knew everything when you walked into the door. Yes. You had to learn as well. I don't mm-hmm. like that shit. I don't yeah. either. Yeah. 
hate so to see it. Annoyed. I hate, I hate to, to see, see it. it. <laughs> I really do. Yeah. And it's already bad. Black women die at higher rates than any other fucking woman giving birth. Okay, say that. The black woman is the most <laughs> oppressed being on this planet. Okay? Not only are we being discriminated against by whites, we are being discriminated against about by our own black men. Like, our own black men don't protect us like they should. I feel like. And still we rise because we are, Hello. we own the most uh, yeah. we are the most we, business owners. Yeah, like we have the most businesses, we have the highest degrees. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Like, that's crazy to me how we don't really get the respect that from nobody we deserve. Not mm-hmm. even from our own people. Yeah, that's a whole nother topic. I, know. I mean, that's how I learned about <laughs> intersexuality. Yeah. I mean, intersectionality or whatever and how like, like classism, genderism and all this other shit make up this one person and people still judge people like as a black man y'all don't have to worry about going outside and being kidnapped raped um beat up in a relationship um cat call because you got on a, sh- a short skirt or your pants a little too tight call the bitch because you don't want right. nobody call your bitch saying, no <laughs> like you don't have to think about those things when you walk out the door like as a black woman we are so stressed all the time not only are we worried about ourselves we are worried about our men and our children Mm -hmm. that we bring into this world like we i just think that i wish that black men would protect us more if anything because if not only do we need protection from i mean not only do we need protection from white liberals we do need still need protection from black men and I think that because black, we all black, we are grouped together, but like we all have our problems within our own communities. And I think that if black men respected us more and we came together more, things would be different. Yeah. Even black men in leadership, I feel like yeah. is complete. I've come across, so far I've come across two black men in leadership positions who have not I have been just like Not done completely right by turned us. off by yeah. both of them. One of them was Uncle Ben that I just talked about. And the other one, then we had like a Me Too little thing going on where he got in the midst of all that at the company. And it's like, bro, like y'all are in these positions. Do something. Like be better people. Like, And it, it frustrates me because I don't want people to think that like that's how all black people are. Like, we're not all Uncle Toms, we're not all fucking coons, and we're not part of these little scandals of trying to talk to young black women coming into the company. Like, we're not predators. I don't want that to even be a stigma. And, like, the people that I've come across so far in leadership, I have been completely turned off by, which is why we need more diversity in leadership in terms of women. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And not even black, just black women, Indian women, uh, Asian women. Uh, Hispanic women, like we just need to, it needs, to, it just needs to become a thing. Like I don't understand why it's 2020 and we are having this conversation. Yeah, but then again, we've only been really free 50 years, so you know that's why I said we have been <laughs> yeah, a long time ago. We've been free. We are. You got black people that still don't know what freedom is because they think that they got it too good or they good with what they have right now. When in all honesty. We deserve so much more. I was going to say, are we really built? No, we've built this fucking city. I mean, this country on our fucking back, bro. And they give us a little bitty crumb of what we have. And steal our culture and claim it as their own. Yes. 
they get to pick and choose when they want to be black. Like with black people, we got to put on this whole like, and I, this position, I, I, my sister even uh, said something about this. She was listening to me on a call and she was like, oh, you don't switch up. I said, no, I don't because I'm, I need to be myself from the moment I walk in there to the moment I leave because then you won't know who I am. I'm not going to fake my put on my white voice or put on my little corporate act. I'm not going to switch up no more because y'all don't switch up. Y'all don't have to do that. Y'all are, we have to, I'm tired of adjusting. Like I don't want to adjust no more. Adjust to me. You know what? That's a great point. Cause I feel like for the longest time I was cold switching and I feel like it wasn't until recently where I stopped, but I also feel like that's when a lot of people started asking me like, are you okay? Like, Mm, (laughs) like, is something going on? Cause you seem a little off today. Like, no bitch. I just don't want to talk to you. (laughs) No, because I just don't, I haven't been cold switching. Like I just been chilling. And so I feel like a lot, a lot more of my coworkers have been like reaching out to me, like on calls where we have our camera on. I just be sitting there like, are y'all done yet? Like, can we, can we get over with this? Um, And so I feel like they can feel that I'm like pulling back. And it's, it's also because of everything going on in the world where like, I don't know. I'm just viewing white people in a different light. On a whole like, different I, light. I, I, I'm trying not to hate. Out. I'm trying not to be that person and like hate all white people because I don't. But at it's the same the time, they open their mouth. Yeah. At the same time, it's like, are you gonna? Are you? Are you an ally? I need to know. I just need to know what side <laughs> you're on at this yeah. point. Yeah. Hello. I remember. Ooh, before school ended, um, we was we used to have every Friday have a meeting. I never turned my camera on, but a lot of them did. And just a lot of the side talk before we'd even start the meeting, I'd be like, I'm going to close this goddamn computer. Don't be talking about shit, bro. Don't like, be talking about shit. Y'all are really complaining about what's going on in the world when y'all have it so good. Yes. Stop it. And then hearing the way they talk and complain about shit that they're unhappy about with. About stuff that don't matter. If I were to talk in that same tone and context, mm-hmm. I'd be looked at as the angry black woman. Yeah. Know? Yep. And I used to just sit there like, they can really say and do whatever the fuck they want with no repercussion. Mm-hmm. Yes. And now I just want, like, I have to feel like I have to do my due diligence and call this shit out yep. as is. And I think that people look at that crazy like, well, you're going to lose your job. I don't give no a fuck. Oh, well. Right. On to the next. <laughs> right. I really don't give a fuck at this point because yeah. at the end of the day, I have to be happy with where I am. I can't prosper somewhere where they won't let me grow or they're hindering my growth. So yeah, yeah. I have to make sure that when there is an issue and I noticed that they respect you a little bit more because when I was, when I wasn't, I was kind of just kind of just kind of walked over a little bit or just tossed to the side versus when I am speaking up or like, um, being myself. Cause people was like, people didn't know I had this voice. I'm just like, yeah, well, this is me, and I have questions. <laughs> I have questions. <laughs> and, and they respect you a little bit more, I feel like, when you are that way. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I say, don't close switch no more, y'all. Go up in there cursing them niggas out. No, I'll just play. don't do that. <laughs> but, like, just be yourself. Like, talk your normal self. If they don't understand it, that's fine. People got accents, okay? Like, you don't have to be ignorant or whatever, but just be yourself you don't gotta change your tone either that's something i had to learn because when i first started being a nurse i felt like i was cold switching and then i'd say probably about a year in i was like forget this Mm -hmm. i'm done i started cursing 
People were shocked. They was like, Asia, you talk and you curse? I'm like, yes. <laughs> you talk I do. and you curse. <laughs> because I just got tired of like sitting quiet, afraid to speak up or like join in on the conversation. Because, you know, I work night shifts, so we got to pass time. We get bored. And sometimes, like, you say something and somebody might look at you crazy and it's like, damn, like, I can't even yes. say what I yeah. want to say. <laughs> but, you know, luckily, there was an older, you met her, the yeah. nurse. Um, she don't code switch. Yeah, I can, I can tell. She don't code switch for shit. And I fucked with <laughs> her. And goals. a lot of people have an issue with her, but I loved her. That's the one that pulled me aside and told me why she was giving me hard assignments. Mm -hmm. She really is about helping other black women. Like, she yeah. don't code switch. She speak how she want to speak. She's not afraid to, to say anything or something's wrong. Mm -hmm. She speaks her mind. And I'm like, I, I want to be like you. Like and that's the thing. Okay. You just said it. Like, you said she speaks her mind and a lot of people don't like her. And that's that's fucked up. Mm -hmm. The fact that we're always looked at as like angry black women or we always have a problem. Because we speak in our mind. Yeah. Well, because it's, with the reason why we always get a problem is because the systematic oppression that is put up, up against us on a regular basis. Because y'all ass get on our nerves. Period. Hello. That's it. That's all. <laughs> Like, and I, I, so that was part of the reason too, like after the whole George Floyd thing, that was part of the reason why I had to speak up with my company um, and my manager in my office, because I was like literally logging into work and I was like feeling sick. Like, why can't mm. I not talk? Why? Like, this shit is bothering me. Why can't I not have these conversations with, you know, my coworkers? And when they asked me how my weekend was, it was fucking terrible. Because did you not see the news? Like, mm -hmm. <laughs> it was fucking terrible. And so that's part of the reason why I told them, like, we need to start having these sessions. Because it's, it's, it's therapy for me. But it's also, y'all need to know what Black people go through mm -hmm. on a daily. Like, the fact that I can't, I'm not comfortable talking about my weekend because I might fucking cry because a black man just got his freaking neck stomped on <laughs> by a white man and you know it's just so it's a lot but that's part of the reason why I was like I just gotta I gotta start speaking up I can't sit back and y'all can look at me however y'all want to look at me and I also feel like they did respect me they do respect yeah. me even more now like they check on me, yeah, which they wasn't doing before. Like I have so many coworkers who literally like one of my white coworkers who was like my fave. He literally has um, checked on me. He'll like send me little heart emojis at work just to like show that he cares. Mm -hmm. And it's just a whole different level of respect now that I chose and that's to a speak good up. Point takeaway: speak your mind mm -hmm. and speak up because they 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 recognize pushovers, and when they yeah. know that you're a pushover, they don't give a fuck about you. They, they don't care. Do whatever they want to you. Yeah, yeah. they do so, not care. Yeah, speak up. And my VP reached out to me because I did sp speak up. So now, when it's time for my raise and my bonus, you know what I'm saying? I know. Now, you know. Right. <laughs> now we're going to have issues if I don't get it. Because <laughs> you know I deserve that shit. Because <laughs> you know my name. So, <laughs> But yeah, I mean, just all in all, like, ain't no more cold switching, y'all. We ain't doing that shit no more. Speak your mind. Now is our time. Yeah. Pressure your companies. Tell them, show me the stats. How okay. many black people are in Let this company? Let me see the numbers. Yeah. Total. Not yeah. just in this building, but like in the entire company. Mm -hmm. Force they ask to show you uh, stats. And, answers, and, and, and ask the questions as yes. to why. Yep. Because mm -hmm. there is an answer. Okay. Definitely. All right, y'all. So we're just going to get into this quote real quick. And um, the quote of the the week, sorry, this week is the trick is that as long as you know who you are and what makes you happy, it doesn't matter how others see you. Amen.
Yep. Which goes back into don't code switch, okay? Don't code switch. Speak your mind. Ask for your promotion. Ask for your raise. Yeah. All that. And ask why not. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. Ask why not. And when they give you that answer, like if it's the simple fact that your work isn't that good, then okay, work on your work. Come back later. Three months later. All right. Here I am. I want to raise. Or I need this. And document things yes, too. Document if you've been completing assignments. Trail. Yes, keep a paper trail. Document what you've completed, how long it took you, mm-hmm. what you want to accomplish next. Like, make yeah. sure you got your P's and Q's all lined up so they can't say you did not uh, perform. Yes, tell them because they'll try it. They'll try they, it. They, they, they get they they look for every reason not to mm-hmm. until you give them no reasons not to, and then they like okay, well we will, and they will give you the lowest. Of the position, what that position can get. Yeah, we ain't no entry level out here. Fuck no, out of here. yeah. <laughs> so Shit. speak your mind, stand up for yourself, especially in this corporate world. Do not be afraid that you're going to lose your job. If you do lose your job, there are other jobs out there, and actually, you can go check, uh, collect unemployment. Honestly, because. <laughs> If you get fired, it's different than you just quitting. So, and actually, now I really don't see companies firing black people because no. now they're gonna be outed. Now they're gonna be outed. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. like we can easily cry racism and discrimination. So, just right, your job, fuck around and be secure. Just off that, just <laughs> yeah. off that alone. Yeah, at least for the next six months, I think you could. Right. <laughs> well, this is a conversation. I right, fire me if you want to. Okay. Right. 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 Fire me because I'm black. Go ahead <laughs> if you want to, Karen. <laughs> or Kevin, Ken, whatever. Right. But, but yeah, yeah, this is no. a good conversation, yes. y'all. Let's um, use our powers for good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Y'all have again any stories? Let us know. Yes, we would love to hear y'all stories about like how y'all workplace is treating like the systematic racism issue, mm-hmm. um, what they're doing to address it, and what you are doing within your company to be a voice to make sure that things are getting taken care of. Yeah. You know? If you're in leadership, let us know how you plan to like bring black people up into leadership too. Yeah. And to the healthcare workers, speak up not only for your black patients, but for your black nurses, doctors, if mm-hmm. hold they ass accountable too. Hold everybody accountable. Yeah. Because I'm tired of black patients not being believed mm-hmm. when they say they're in pain or something's wrong. I'm tired of seeing black people being treated like shit, like the girl I worked with who was dark skinned and I'm lighter. She got treated worse than I did just based off color. That shit's mm-hmm. fucked up. Mm-hmm. And it's just, just call people out when you see the fucked up shit happening. Mm-hmm. Please do. Because it, nothing's going to change if we don't start holding people accountable. Yeah, that is the word. Accountability. Accountability. Yes, yes that is. Yeah. Honestly. Hold yeah. they ass accountable. Hold they ass to that standard that they hold the same standard they hold your ass okay yep but yeah other than that it's been fun <laughs> other than that <laughs> we'll talk to y'all next week all right see you later see you. Bye.